Today on CBON bon Demand, we talked to the Chairman of the Board of Supervisors, Kurt Hagman, about leadership during this health crisis and some possible good news about Elon Musk coming to San Bernardino County. Supervisor Hagman, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. Our members really appreciate you taking this time to keep us updated and let us know what's going on in our county, especially during these times. They've been great partners to work with, and I want to thank all the members for doing their part. You know, add fears. I think we all have fears of what kind of infrastructure would fall apart during this type of crisis, and not one skip the beat. You guys, all the members have done their part, and very proud of the team effort at San Bernardino County. It seems like San Bernardino County has really been able to mitigate what are uncontrollable circumstances um, in a really balanced way. And there's no perfect answer, but can you talk to us a little bit about your your leadership strategy, your leadership style in the midst of this pandemic? I think from, from my standpoint, um, really when crises come out, you see the weaknesses and strengths of people. And it's really shored up those weak areas that we need to with extra personnel with um, help if someone gets overwhelmed. I mean, let's face it, our public health was not built to deal with the worldwide pandemic. It was really there to deal with 200 people at a time. So we had to get, you know, get them to say, yes, we need help. We need more people to come in and augment our team. And that's what we have to be on the board and as the CAO's office, see where we need to bring resources in. The letter professionals who do a great job do their job. I know that you and the other Board of Supervisors, um, and like you mentioned, staff have been working overtime, and you've really taken the time to listen to businesses, to listen to department heads, to listen to the faith-based communities, and of course, our medical experts. How have you been able to work through the state's mandates while still making sure that the region's best interests are being taken care of. It's a balancing act, as you know. Um, there's not a day goes by when people think we're opening too fast or not opening fast enough. And But I think our secret here, what we've done very well in San Bernardino County is, one, the personal relationships we have prior to this event. I have to be very active with other mayors and city managers and other you know electeds in the region. What we decided to do very early on was to have constant communications with groups, break them into groups that have like needs or issues. So we start the chairman's uh, business coalition with different nine different groups, including that was faith-based. But government, local government is one of them. They all want to be part of the solution, but they also have to be brought into that team mentality. You're part of this team in San Bernardino. It's not San Bernardino doing everything on their own, San Bernardino County. It's us working with our local government partners, with our labor groups, with our businesses, with our faith-based, and all those pieces make a better puzzle. It was rough at first because people felt a lot of pressure, especially from the residents, but that exchange information being open, they'll receive questions and input and keep them up to the minute informed, really brought these local leaders together in a very comprehensive back in the team. So I think showing that unity at a local level really made a difference in Sacramento. And it's been a blessing to have everyone kind of be this team effort versus going their own way. I, I think kind of as I hear you explain that, and we talk about these different coalitions, or I guess the different spokes of the wheels to these coalitions, it, it just makes me think that really at the base level, everybody wants the same thing, right? They, they just want the health and the safety of our region, as well as, I guess, a healthy economy. What we're trying to do is keep our residents informed as much as possible, and really with the right reasons. We want people to get back to work. We want people to go do fun things, but do so in a safe manner. And that's the hard balance. And and it's a hard job that we ask our 
SEBA members and other members of code enforcement and the different cities and stuff like that to be a gentle nudger of the doing the right thing without coming down hard with that sticker hammer saying, hey, you want to do it. Another thing we brought in with the businesses, instead of being that enforcement that government always is, uh, uh, you're not following every rule, I'm going to give you a citation or shut you down, is we said we're going to incentivize you to do the right thing which we have the COVID compliant business campaign going now, where we're going to pay them to do the right thing. We're going to give them a $3,500 check um, to make sure that they're making their businesses reopen in a safe manner. We have a great, great response to that so far. I think we're over 4,000 applications in a week alone. I heard you say uh, the other day, last week, that this virus is something that needs to be respected, but not feared. And that really struck with me because I think it, it helps explain how this county has kind of moved through this time. I like that because I do look at the data. Unfortunately, today we're going to hit that milestone, maybe today or tomorrow, of 100,000 deaths in the United States. And there's controversy. They're all true to COVID or whatever. But that's a big number. That's more than all, you know, the last four conflicts have been have put together in wartime in a short period of time, three months. So there is, and I've seen the data from the normal flu season to this flu season, um, if we consider this like a flu virus, the numbers are way up there. You, you never see a world shut down like we did unless this is there. But again, if you just remember, we send people to battle every day to go battle the worst cases of this, and they get to go home safe with their family, it means we can deal with it. Each and every one of us can deal with this if we respect it and not run away and hide from it. What else that's not COVID-19 related do we need to look forward to for the county? For those who have seen me talk before, I love technology. I think especially in governance, we can really fast forward a lot of technology and be more efficient the way we're doing things. These Zoom meetings, for example, we can do a lot more of them if we're not driving to and from. But when you deal in the largest geographic county in the United States, technology can be a multiplier. So we're working on projects before COVID and now accelerated with COVID, like telemedicine in telemedicine where the doctor can virtually be there with through a camera and a, and a screen and the paramedic or ambulance driver hook up a bunch of devices to that patient. So they're like reading it in person, but they make the decision from afar. Well, we're still going to be pushing other technologies for remote sensors so we don't have to drive people out or 40 King go up and search uh, our waterways when we have storms come in to make sure it's not homeless there. We'll get cameras to that uh, or possibly even drones in the future. I also looked up of Elon Musk and he has a couple little companies. One's in the news right now called SpaceX, uh, but the one that's not so well known is called the Boring Company. And I found them a piece of land last month and they closed escrow up in the high desert. And the Boring Company is literally what it sounds like. They drill holes in the ground. And, um, and the ones are drilling are 12 in diameter. So we're going to be in one of the first places in the United States that we're going to connect Metrolink from Ranch Cucamonga to Ontario Airport with a mile and a half tunnel under 45 feet underground. So we just presented that to the board last week. Uh, and here's the, the good news about it. Instead of $1.2 billion spending that infrastructure on surface rail, it's going to cost us $45 million. Wow. So literally like 4% of the cost. They have a machine that can build basically an underground tunnel with concrete around it as fast as a person can walk. Um, so I'm excited about that project. It should only take, well, not the environmental part, but the actual construction would take less than nine months to do. Um, and you'll get in, real, in little Tesla cars going back and forth in the tunnel. You know, not to be cliche, but to hear like real good hope and some real progress coming out of a really dark time 
it, it makes us really proud to be not only in this county, but you know, to work for this county and, and serve this county. Are there any closing thoughts you have for the audience? Be safe, and I want all our members out there to make sure you maintain your safety first as you're going home to your family every day. Well, we appreciate it. We appreciate what you and the entire board is doing for not only our members, but our community. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Oh, it's always a pleasure. Thank you for having me, Lolita.